As we approach Easter, it is always a good soul meter for us. And we know how much we've been invaded by our own flesh when we come to church and we observe and say, what, what is a church here today for me? And if that's the case, the Lord points us more to the cross. But when we come at Easter and we forget about ourselves, and every Easter is sweeter and sweeter because there's more about his life than it is about us then the greater this celebration of the Easter day is. Now we cannot divide the two. The Friday and the Sunday are a package for us. Jesus is the Son of Man. And dying on the cross on Friday put an end to us striving to be good to us striving to hide our own sinful nature, our failing, our shame, has brought peace and rest, has brought us to the cross, has seen our sin nail him and our sin killing him, has brought us into this separation of darkness, of the death that is the result of sin. The glorious day of Sunday is seeing the light of life again. It is what some people call it, the New Year's Day of the Soul. Because it is the resurrection day that makes it possible for you and I to be born of the Spirit of God or born again. So yeah, we may look like crazy people. We may sing more uh, on Easter Sunday because it is the right occasion to do that. But it is this day that invades us with a new life that we have come to celebrate regardless of the circumstances. Some may have days, weeks, years before they depart their life here on earth. Easter stamps our life with a destination that the Holy Spirit seals for us. And that is why the church began to meet not on the Sabbath. Because the Jews and the Seventh-day Adventists, they're right. The Sabbath is on Saturday. We went out to tell people about that he, the fact that he's risen on Saturday. And we celebrate on Sunday because it's the day when he rose from the grave. 
Now, I, I want to start with this quote from a famous American author. Uh, most of you here might know a lot of Americans in this room. A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is putting on its shoes. I thought it was a pretty good quote. Can any of you, do any of you know? Excuse me? Samuel Clemens? Mark Twain. Same guy. Yes, it is Mark Twain. And the problem with the resurrection is tremendous. And we're going to get into that. And because of that, conspiracy theory. Any of you? Because I got to tell you, I like conspiracy theory movies. <laughs> there was one made by Mel Gibson, conspiracy theory. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you've seen it? Oh, you've seen it. I thought it was pretty good too. Uh, you know. Conspiracy theory is very attractive. People live on the radio for that reason. They worship conspiracy theory. People make a lot of money. Actually, some people have made a fortune creating conspiracy theory because they know there's an audience, not because of what they're saying is true. Their whole purpose was to try to make money. You, you just went through one of them not too long ago. In the last day, the Lord tells us that there will be a great deception. I hate to say it, but uh, we're, we're there. There's a great deception. And only the clarity of the life of Jesus from the grave into newness of life will be able to do what? To make you and I be overcomers and conquerors to the great deception that is in the world today. Some people say that he didn't die on the cross. Who teaches that? Well, there's a guy named Muhammad in the Quran, right? And some people say that the body was stolen, as we read. And some people say that the tomb was not empty. And some people claim that the disciples were hallucinating when they saw it. And some people say that he rose in spirit and not in body. That is, there, there was even a, a, a conspiracy theory going around that they formulated some sort of a drug and they calculated according to his weight and the power of the drug to make him go in a coma for exactly three days. You know, I wonder how come we're so good at conspiracy theory? I wonder why that is the case. Let's move to the next slide. But as we come to a sobering fact, the Lord says, it is not your job to tell people that God exists. Everyone in this world ought to look at creation and realize that there is a creator God. 
this creator God is the real God in whom we're talking about. Not only is this creator God the one true God, but he publicly invaded our world as we know it and broke into his history and challenges the rest of the world. Listen to the questions he poses. For what great nation is there that has a God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us whenever we call upon him? How do you think the people of the land liked it when they built statues and they worshipped them? And here were the Jews with an inexplicable pillar of fire over the tent of meeting and a vertical cloud that spread also over the people in the desert to keep what? To keep shade over them. I moved around. God of miracles, a, mir a constant miracle in their presence, visible to the eye. They even hire Baal. Can you come and curse these people? They knew, hey, our army can't do anything. This is more, this is, this is God level spiritual. Come and curse them. The guy ends up blessing them. Not once, not twice. But three times for the three days that he was in the grave. What nation is this? Israel. And what great nation is there that has statues and rules so righteous as all this law that I said before you today? Let's move to the next part of Deuteronomy. We'll get there. We're not reading as a church Deuteronomy. Coming along, along with this, you'll say, well, then to what advantage has the Jew? Or what is the value of circumcision? The visible mark of this reality. Not to say, oh, this is not true. It is still continuing this proof into the flesh of men. To this day. Much in every way to begin with the Jews, to begin with, the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God. So now we see the second, the third area. We saw creation. We, we see miraculous presence. Now the prophetic word, the word of God given to us in our realm through the prophetic and entrusted to the Jews. Let's go to the next slide. Not only that, to say, well, this is not just paper. The Lord says, or has any God ever attempted to go and take a nation for himself from the midst of another nation by trials, by signs, by wonders, and by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, and by great deeds of terror? Not to say, well, I'm not sure about those miracles. I read them. But made them publicly to an entire world and nation. Called Egypt. By the great deeds of theirs. All of which the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes. You say, well, how is this relating to our Lord Jesus? Oh, every little bit. We're going to get to that. 
practice God of miracles before our eyes. Let's go to the next slide. Most religious systems are philosophies of their founders. Buddha for Buddhism, Muhammad for Islam, helped actually by the Catholic Church to move forward and to do this. Moses for Judaism, but as we can see, the Lord says that is the true revelation. Is there another one? Christianity for Jesus Christ. Now, all of the religions are philosophies. The train of thought today is they all lead to heaven. Pick and choose what you like. Religion that you choose and what you like is empty. Because there's no longer base of truth in it. Well, you may say we live in relative truth. I have my truth, you have yours. Even they oppose each other, we can sing Kumbaya and hold our hands. Irrelevant truth. But none of those religions have done what? Shown proof of creation. Fulfilled the prophetic and the mighty word of God. Impacted in reality the world's history. Speaks about death and resurrection. The greatest problem. For all have sinned. And fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin are. Is death. So here. God comes in a human form. Through the cross. Takes on the curse. Pays. For the sin. And takes it upon himself. And the resurrection is the most offensive because it defeats death. There's only one claim. Who do you think will be hated? Do you think they kill the Buddhists around the world? They don't kill anyone else. But they kill the Christians for their message. The Jews had have their ups and downs. Let's get back to their story. And when they depart from the Lord, the Lord says, yeah, you're not fulfilling your covenant. They go through hardships. But what's happened to the Jews in 19? When was it? 1948. They became a nation again? You guys know now that there's record numbers of Jewish people turning to Jesus Christ. They're even trying to pass laws to go to jail in Israel if you share the gospel. If you're an adult to an adult. If you share the gospel with someone 18 or younger, they want to put you in jail not for one year, but for two years. 
also the Jews by percentage are the highest nation of atheists. Also, they're the most boosted, but they've been the greatest affected by COVID. I wonder why they're still at the center. Let's move to the next slide. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. Now, I know my wife does this. Whenever we go back to L.A., we have had two children, one at 20 months old and one at just past three years, three, and three years and three months, gone to be with the Lord early on. And, and they like to go visit the tomb. I don't think I've ever gone there except once when I had to drive them because they're not there. It doesn't mean that you can go there and remind yourself and shed a few tears of the loved ones. But this was a practice at that time. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord. Seventeen books in the Old Testament speak about the angelic. Guess what? There's also 17 books in the New Testament. How interesting. 34 out of the 66 with angelic presence. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat at it. Conspiracy theory? <laughs> History can mark the earthquake. Hard to deny the truth. Was Jesus, were angels present at his birth? Were angels present when he was tempted? Are angels present when he rises from the dead? Why would you think that might be the case? If he is the creator God, did God also create the angels? They have to be involved. They're under his authority. Creation shook. It's in the history books. You can't deny it. I'm not going to take too much time to speak about the conspiracy and the speculations as if they died down. Even the worldly academia didn't really take them seriously. Not the Christian academia, the worldly academia over the years. But his appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. Let's move to the next slide. 
And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. <coughs> Do you know now why we don't have testimony in the history books, in the annals of, of, uh, uh, of uh, Roman empires? If you were a soldier there, a garrison there, and this happened, it shook your world. What runs the world? Starts with G and it ends with D. Greed. The enemy had a good tool to try to silence them, but only to silence them. They couldn't give testimony otherwise. Now, I don't know, what does it mean to become like dead? You and I ought to know. Because the Lord says, deny self, pick up your cross, and follow me. When you are so weak, so, so squeezed of life, that your mind, your emotions, your will, can't move an inch. You say, well, maybe that's like a, an awake coma. So the angel sees that. What does he tell the women? Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. What does the angel say? He was crucified. Would you be afraid to see an angel with light like that glowing out of them? Maybe now you say, but I guarantee you if it does happen, it will rock your world. You may think you're braver than you are, but <laughs> let me tell you, it's not that easy. He is not here, for he has risen as he has, as he said. Who now testifies of his resurrection? The spiritual. Creation did. Through the earthquake. The spiritual testifies. Whose turn is it? Our turn. And because of this moment, just like Israel became a nation, guess who is the largest religion today? From this very event. Because if this event is not true, Friday doesn't matter as good as Friday is. It is Christianity that's the largest religion by far in the world. Come and see the place where he lay. 
there's guidance. What is this guidance? Come and see the place where he lay. There was also a guidance one time. Women should know very well. When Satan took the gaze of God and said, here, look at the tree first. There was guidance to look at the fruit. And Eve saw that it was easy to die and good to eat. There's angelic guidance for the women. Wow, I wonder if the Lord is redeeming that. It was Eve that gave the fruit to Adam. Guess who's going to say Jesus is risen to the men, to the apostles? A prostitute that Jesus kicked seven demons out of. Do you think the Lord saw what happened to women throughout creation and afterwards? Be careful about the poison in the church today. The Lord doesn't tell the women, go and proclaim that he's risen. He stays within how he planned things before sin came into and all things were good. And they stayed within that design. They went to tell the men. Hey, we gave you the apple. You're afraid hiding over there. We came to the tomb. But God has blessed us to tell you for the first time now that Jesus is risen. Unfortunately now, even within the church, they, we think that God has done more even to break the original design of the garden. If those waves of thinking are in you and you're a woman, be weary. Let's go to the next slide. Because this is what the command is. Then go quickly and tell his disciples there is a head covering there is a design and he has risen from the dead and behold he is going before you to Galilee telling them it's not about men and women it's about the fact that there is a design and I'm going in Galilee you're coming under me because it's about who? Jesus Christ There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly. Quickly. Why would they be departing quickly? Why, Eddie? 
Excited? Why would they be excited? You don't go excited when you go to a tomb to mourn. Because there's good news. This world will bring bad news to you. Doctors may bring bad news to you. Life will bring bad news to you. But have you received good news? Have you taken hold of the life that only he who rose from the grave can give you? Let's move to the next slide. The only time when a pastor can boast, not of himself, but of the Lord Jesus is today. Why? Because not did he only love me, not did he just die for me, not did he only take my sin upon him, not only did he forgive me, not did only he break the chains of sin of my life, not only did he bring peace for me to strive to be good and to earn my good place that I could never do and to fight. But he said that he is the, now what? How do I introduce to you the resurrected Jesus Christ? That he is the resurrection and the life. That he has the keys of life and death. That all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to him. That he's gone to prepare a place for you and I. That he is seated at the right hand side of the Father. That he is the Lord of Lords. That he is the King of Kings. That is our Jesus. How is your soul meter today? Have you come here heavy, unburdened, laden, or having your things uh, not in order of trying to grasp for something? Or have you left that behind and there's nothing that can oppress you to raise a hallelujah to the Lord today? And it's not because we're trying to be charismatic, because if you try, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's because there is life. There's a life that brings holy laughter. What did Apostle Paul say? Oh, death, where is your sting? Do you see Christians today laughing when death rolls by? Or are they crippling to fear? We live in a society where we worship health. We worship wealth when Jesus gave everything he had. People get excited. Oh, I'm going to buy a new home and then I'm going to get into a bigger home and then I'm going to get a better job, buy more money. Are you excited about the home that Jesus is building, the mansion for you? It's going to be better than anything this world can, can give you. Are you excited that he says, your life is hid with me on high? Him who has all authority, who can take that life away from him? Are you at peace? Are you at rest with that? Do you think our singing would be different if that's the true reality of the believer? 
They'd be jumping in church. Even if it caused me to have a heart attack and go. It's a good place to go here. It is. Let me tell you, it's much better than laying on a hospital bed. You know, some people say, oh, I just don't want to get a stroke and a heart attack. Let me tell you, it's much better than laying for a couple of years, slowly fading from cancer. But that's not our life. Our life is hid with Christ on high. I am the good shepherd. I hold you in your hand. Nothing can take you, neither death nor life nor prison. And we speak of death as much more, much worse. But he is a high priest. He is your advocate because there is an accuser still in heaven. And there's something worse than death itself. And that is the judgment that is to come. That is worse. The judgment. What does the cross do? Because we're sinful, we have blood on our hands. But it's either a blood that a judgment will condemn you or will cleanse you with and pronounce you righteous. All in how you respond to this Jesus. And let's get back to this Jesus. Is he the creator God? Well, he walked on water. He multiplied fish and bread. He spoke to the tree and it died. Is the authority of a creation? He made tumors disappear. He healed the sick. The lame walked. The blind saw. The deaf heard. Even more so, the deaf spoke. You know that's not a healing? Because if you begin to hear... You now need to get your brain to, to learn giga, giga, millions of gigabytes. When the guy was deaf from birth, that was the fastest internet in the world. Because somehow from heaven, tons of gigabytes had to be transplanted into his brain so he can speak. Now I understand that he could hear. That's, so who plays that information into his brain? Most people go over that fact. They go, wow, what a miracle he could hear. Wait a second. What happened to all the information they bring? Did it just... This is the omniscient God that did that. Faster than your internet connection today. Let's move to the next slide. No other king could vanquish the war horse or silence the warrior's rage while riding the lowly back of a donkey. 
No other king could break the dominion of darkness, the tyranny of evil, with a reign of grace and a kingdom of peace. No other king could give his life for the redemption of rebels, his wealth to welcome the outcast. Jesus is that king, the king of glory, son of the living God. Not just another king, not just another prophet, not just another teacher. He was the one the world had been waiting for. The one to deliver us from captivity, the son of David and Abraham's chosen seed. He is the goal of the Mosaic law, Yahweh in the flesh. He is the one to establish God's reign and rule, to heal the sick, give sight to the blind, freedom to the prisoners, and proclaim good news to the poor. This Jesus was the creator come to earth and the beginning of a new creation. He embodied the covenant, fulfilled the commandments, and reversed the curse. This Jesus is the Christ that God spoke of to the serpent, the one prefigured to Noah in the flood, the one promised to Abraham, the one guaranteed to Moses before he died, the one promised to David during his reign, the one revealed to Isaiah as a suffering servant, the one predicted through the prophets and prepared for through John the Baptist. He is the Father's Son, Savior of the world, and substitute for our sins. More loving, more holy, and more wonderfully terrifying than we ever thought possible. He is our Jesus, and there is no other king like him. He is our God, our glory, our victorious Savior. There is no other king like him. There is no other king. cross and the grave is there anything left when you come out what is it in your life that's holding you back who is holding you back is there anything left that he hasn't taken is there anything else that you need? Who is our inheritance? Who do you and I need to have? Resurrected Lord Jesus. Now, it's not about your choice. It's not about how you feel. But how do you respond to his love for you? How do you respond to his invitation to separate you from your flesh? From the intoxication and pollution of this world. From the attacks of the demonic. <coughs> Is the Prince of Peace 
ruling in your hearts today? Is eternal life and the love story of your God for you the apple of your eyes? Now you came today to a worship service. And maybe all of you are walking with Jesus. I'm going to ask Evelyn and, and Brad to come here and Eddie and Alan to this other side. But don't let this day go by. Because Jesus is the one who justifies. If there's anyone in here who has sickness or a condition of sin that is keeping them captive, we're here to pray for you. If there's anyone here who does not have eternal life, they recognize their condition of sin and that Jesus paid for that sin and offers you eternal life, we're here to pray for you for that. If there's anyone who says, you know what? I simply need prayer for things to be shrugged off my shoulders and my life. We're here to pray.